live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to win all day. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. And a great good afternoon and welcome. This is a Monday, March 14th, the year 2022 edition of the Jordy Holtberg Show. It is great to be with you, and we are jammed packed LSU basketball men and women going dancing LSU of course needs a new head coach as soon as this season comes to an end the Saints are going through whatever it takes to get themselves a quarterback now that the GOAT has unretired and has returned to Tampa by the Bay what do we know about LSU baseball as they get ready for Southeastern Conference play after a three-game sweep of Bethune-Cookman Yeah, what do we know about them? The Raging Cajuns bounce back with a two out of three performance. The softball Cajuns doing great as always, and we've got you covered from head to toe. My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses 1037 Lafayette. That, along with 1041 Lake Charles, makes us Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Yours truly, Studio 1A, the new and improved Studio 1A, and it is great to be with you. The field of 68 has been set for both the men and the women. LSU's men's team will open up on Friday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as a number six seed taking on the 11th seeded Iowa State. Iowa State last year only won two games. And that's the truth. Steve Prom's final year, the Cyclones finished 2-22. and 22. Then their top five scorers from that roster either transferred or turned pro. T.J. Otzelberger is the new head coach. Um, he was a Iowa State assistant before he moved on to other places, and now he came back. The Cyclones were understandably picked to finish last in the Big 12. But Otzelberger and a Penn State transfer by the name of Isaiah Brockington, who recently was named the Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, helped Iowa State get back on track and return to the NCAA tournament. They had wins over Texas Tech, over Texas, and over Iowa. So nothing to sneeze about. What's LSU going to be like? Kevin Nickelberry will be the head coach. Who knows? We'll find out Friday, 620 tip, and you'll be able to listen to that game here on 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Meanwhile, the LSU women had a little uh, announcement party last night in the Pete Maravich Assembly Center. Kim Mulkey's squad, who... um, (laughs) <laughs> what uh, what a remarkable first season, exceeding all expectations. After winning nine games last season, LSU's won its most games in a season since the 2007-2008 season. 
Wow. And because of that, the LSU Tigers at 25 and 5 are the number three seed in the Spokane region of the NCAA Winnemans Basketball Tournament. They will play host to number 14 seed Jackson State inside Pete's Palace on Saturday at 4 p.m. Now, uh, LSU will also host the inaugural Women's First Four game. This Thursday night at 8 p.m., number 11, Missouri State, will square off against Florida State. The winner will advance to face number six-seeded Ohio State in the first round on Saturday at 1.30. So, doubleheader on Saturday with LSU playing the finale at 4 p.m. Tickets go on sale tomorrow in case you're interested in packing the PMAC. Meanwhile, Tom Brady is back. His retirement, like Moses. Moses walked through the desert for 40 days. Tom Brady walked through retirement for 40 days, announcing that he was back. He was back. Why not? Still got a lot of game left in him. A lot of game left in him. And then the word came out. After Deshaun Watson was exonerated of criminal charges, he still has a whole bunch of civil lawsuits out there. Um, Deshaun Watson expected to meet with the New Orleans Saints before the NFL's new league year begins on Wednesday. The Saints made a trade offer to the Texans over the weekend, but they're not the only ones. The Carolina Panthers also reportedly made a trade offer, and several other teams currently with and without quarterbacks are reportedly interested in the three-time Pro Bowl. They, they, you can have a viable argument that although Deshaun Watson sat out last year, the year before that, he may have been the best quarterback in the league. May have been. Saints officials, according to uh, the Times-Picayune, have done extensive homework on Watson during the offseason, received approval from team owner Gail Benson in their pursuit of the embattled quarterback. So we shall see where all of this stands. Meanwhile, Mitch Trubisky is going to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And former LSU Tiger, Cleveland Brown wide receiver Jarvis Landry has been released by the Cleveland Browns. Does he want to come home? We shall see. Lots of things happening in the in the NFL for sure. For sure. So let me tell you our guest list today. Glenn West will join us from LSU Country in about eight minutes. We'll talk all things LSU basketball, LSU women's basketball. Bill Frankes will recap the LSU baseball weekend as uh, they swept Bethune-Cookman. The Tigers play Tulane on wet Tuesday, and then they open up SEC play as the Texas A&M Aggies come to town. So we'll talk to Bill Frankes about that. Ross Jackson, the very latest on the New Orleans Saints, his feelings, um, Hey, look, if you sign Deshaun Watson, there's going to be a group that absolutely vilifies you. There's going to be another group that are Saints diehards. They're going to say, whatever it takes to make the best team out on the field, we'll do it. We'll trust the Saints that they did the proper vetting. They did all the, 
the research. They got all in front with the NFL and got figured out what was going on. You're going to have both sides of the fence until Deshaun Watson plays, if he does play for the Saints, and they start winning games, winning trumps everything. We'll talk with Russ Jackson about that. We'll find out from Shelby Mass one last time um, uh, how he did in his field of 68. Uh, was Tennessee underseeded? Was Texas A&M slighted from the SEC? We'll deal with that. Madeline Adams from KLFY, all things with the Rage and Cajuns, and then Blake Rafino from the Are You Serious podcast. I was into full disclosure, full honesty. I was in a convention center in Mississippi Saturday when my phone started to blow up about the Will Wade situation. The games, the volleyball games went on. Nobody blinked an eye on that. Um, it had gotten to a point where LSU had no other choice, no other choice, incredibly serious level one infractions from the notice of allegations, seven of them from basketball, including all kinds of stuff. And we'll delve into that later. I can only say one of two things. I like Will Wade. I am, I'm thrilled with how he brought energy back to LSU basketball. But my goodness gracious, one, either you just don't give a dang. I'm like, I'm Teflon. I'm just going to stretch this out as long as I can and keep hoping and keep hoping that the NCAA goes away. I've got all this fan support on my side. They're not going to do anything to me. Or he's just too dadgum naive and dumb in learning the right way to cheat. If you are of the mindset, everybody does it. Well, if everybody does, they're a lot smarter than our dude was because he did it blatantly out front and on tape. Even used his own checkbook. I mean, wow. Wow. Even approved his assistant to pay $300,000 for a recruit. Wow. I'm sorry, Will, but it is what it is. I, I don't know if Will, I, I'll never say never, ever say never. But it's going to be a while before he coaches again in college basketball. He may have to go into the NBA and become an assistant coach and do some of that kind of stuff, get into scouting, whatever. But man, alive, it's just, woo, it's bad. And, and now Scott Woodward is faced with, who do you get in now? And if I'm any kind of coach, I got to find out what the sanctions are. What, what, what am I, what am I stepping into? Now, Scott Woodward knew what he was stepping into, but that doesn't affect him because he's the overseer of all the programs. But it's going to affect the next head basketball coach. How many, how many years of probation are we going to be on? Um, how many scholarships am I going to have? And on and on and on and on. And any kind of recruit, LSU's already lost one recruit. All these recruits are going to fly the coop. They're going to fly the coop. Um, there's all kinds of great coaches out there. LSU is, of course, a very attractive job in a very attractive league, basketball-wise. Don't tell me it's just a football gridiron uh, giant anymore. Basketball's up there. Basketball is up there, and it continues to get better and better. 
I don't know how Scott sells this. I guarantee you he had planned for this. There's no question. You, this didn't all of a sudden hit him like a bombshell. Uh, and, and make no mistake about it, President Tate had the final say on this, and he probably pushed Scott Woodward into doing this. Now, did Scott get along with Will Wade? Nah, nah not, not so much. Not so much. So new football coach, new baseball coach, new women's basketball coach, and now a new men's basketball coach. Scott Woodward is putting his footprint on this program. Everybody asks, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want? Um, just look at what he's done now. Look, look at who Scott Woodward's hired already. Football, Brian Kelly, established veteran coach, um, skins on the wall, clean programs, um, great reputation in his craft. Kim Mulkey, three NCAA championships, longtime proven winner year after year after year, built a program from nothing into something outstanding. And look what she's done already. Jay Johnson, nobody, nobody really thought about him, honestly. Uh, but everywhere he went, he won, he won. He built uh, Arizona into a baseball powerhouse, getting to the, uh, getting to Omaha, uh, basketball. Wow. There's all kinds. Could, could we have a Baylor Bonanza? Scott drew won a championship at Baylor. Their first day he took over a program that was, my God, had a player kill another player, and the coach tried to cover it up. That way, I mean, they were down to zero, absolute zero. And what he has done in Waco is nothing short of miraculous. Not to the extreme that he got to Baylor, but LSU is going to be kind of on that same footing as far as what kind of what kind of penalties are we going to have? And make no mistake about this, please. The administration do whatever they can. They'll sacrifice whatever they have to sacrifice to keep the gorilla in the room football alive and well. No sanctions, no penalties, no bowl bans, uh, none of that for LSU football. If we got to throw LSU basketball on the sword, so be it. We'll do it. I'm really kind of surprised, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm kind of surprised LSU didn't say, you know what? Kind of like football did when they were three and five and they did a self-imposed bowl ban. Three and five, please, please. Um, kind of surprised LSU didn't say, you know what? Uh, we're just not going to play in this NCAA tournament. I'm glad they didn't. It wouldn't be fair to the kids. Wouldn't be fair to the kids. I'm glad they didn't go to that extreme. Huh. You just got to learn how to do it the right way, Will. If you're going to do it, do it smartly. Don't do it blatantly. But you got caught. Your hand in the cookie jar, you got caught, and you waited, and you waited, and you defied it. You played the waiting game and the be quiet game and all that stuff. But they got you. And LSU had every right to do so. And they should have done so. So anyway, all right, we'll take our first time out of the day. We'll get more into this. Glenn West from LSU Country. We'll talk all about the NCAA tournament when we return. The Jordy Helper Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. 
say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. 20 minutes after the hour, a little late getting to our next guest, but uh, thankful to get him, uh, Glenn West, LSU country. Big guy. How are you, man? Uh, it's been a pretty long 48 hours <laughs> on my end, but I'm, I'm getting through it. How are you, Jordy? I'm terrific. Um, no surprise on the on the Will Wade thing as far as I'm concerned. LSU was backed into a corner, uh, and they had to. You, you share your thoughts. Yeah, so kind of my immediate reaction was a bunch of expletive-filled phrases in my mind because I was actually at a recruiting event on Saturday when it all went down and I had to really run home and kind of get my stuff together but um yeah I mean look this this certainly seemed like something um you know kind of as the NOA came out earlier this week it was something that was it was impending it was they're certainly going to come um you know I uh you know, it, it's it's tough because, you know, three years ago or this has been a you know investigation three years in the making. You hadn't really heard of much new mm-hmm. public information in the last couple of years. And it really did get to a point, especially here locally in Baton Rouge, where a lot of fans and media alike were kind of just wondering, you know, what what else does the NCAA have? You know, we hadn't really heard much other than the initial report. Uh, that came out that actually led to Will Wade's suspension a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, the the stuff that was in this in a way, uh, the notice of allegations, it, it, it was it was damning. pretty damning. It was very yes. damning. It was very, um, you know, um, to the point and in, in seven level one violations. I mean, hmm. when you have uh, you know a coach who is essentially getting blackmailed by the fiance of a former student athlete, um, I don't care what the optics are that they're just, they're just negative, all negative, all all negative. And um, I think LSU was just really backed into a corner. And I think really one of the tipping edges for Woodward was, you know, that one of these, or one of these violations occurred uh, in 2020, you know, over a year after the investigation had been launched, um, there was that, you know, summer where they uh, apparently him and Bill Armstrong had negotiated $300,000 worth of, of payments to a, to a player to, to potentially stay or have influence on a player to stay. And so you can kind of do the math on who the player could have been, but um, you know, I, I, I do think that this was certainly something that just, uh, it, it had to be done. And and the fact that I think the, the only thing that really surprised me was the timing of it. But once you got your hands on the NOA this weekend, I think most people could come to the conclusion that, they didn't really want Wade coaching in this tournament. Absolutely. Now the question is, what kind of coach can you get without knowing what cards he's going to be dealt? And that's the big issue now. Yeah, look, I mean, this is going to be a, a program that I would imagine is in just complete destruction, self-destruction over yep. the next several years. Yep. Um, you had a nice five-year run here. You did a lot of winning, but I, I think you can be, definitely be prepared for a, a couple of hardship years here. Cause you're right. I, if, you know, Scott Woodward's MO is always going after the big splashy hire, but there is not a splashy hire coach, I think, in America that would want to take on this job right now. And uh, you're going to have to really, you know, whoever does come aboard, you're going to have to give him free reign and also say, hey, look, you know, we understand the first couple of years aren't going right. to be good. Um, right. you know, I think any, any coach that comes in is going to have to have that kind of understanding with the athletic administration. And so, 
Um, you're going to lose players. You already oh. lost a recruit. Yes. Uh, Devin Ray, uh, the yes. forward, came out last night and said he was leaving. And I'd imagine all the you know five-star recruits that they've they've signed and gotten committed over the last couple of years, they'll be gone. Um, current roster, I would imagine, gets pretty drained. Um, it, it's just not a great situation to be in right now on any level for basketball. Uh, the transfer portal is going to be ridiculous when it comes to LSU basketball. I, I, yep. And either look, I said that I like Will. Will's a friend, right. but Will, right. either you don't give a damn, and you just go ahead and throw throw it out there. I don't care. Or man, you you better learn how to cheat the right way. Yeah, I mean, come look, on. I mean, if you say everybody does it, well, learn from the best and do it the right way. That's the thing about this case that's so different. It's just the amount of physical evidence that's available. Wow. The text messages, the phone calls, the the tap, the wiretap recordings. It just it honestly just points to sloppiness on I using mean, his own checkbook. Yeah. You, you <laughs> paying paying people out of a joint account that he shares with his wife. I mean, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like you know, most of these guys have middlemen and stuff Woo. like that. It's just it's really hard to kind of if you're LSU, you just had so much evidence here to just kind of, you know, cut ties with this and kind of move on to the next uh, next thing. And will Wade coach in college again? It's a good question. I don't know. I think he could certainly be hit with the show clause, with which uh, which which will keep him out for a oh, couple of years. Nope. Um, he's a very bright coach. Look, I mean, everything that we've said, you know, today, this is a, a an extremely bright coach. He's no very question. good at, with analytics and all that stuff. And he and he look, he got LSU to you know four, five, twenty straight win seasons. Yeah. You don't do that unless you're not a good coach and have uh, have some impact on the players that you're bringing in. But I, I think his coaching future honestly might have to be in the NBA for a while or just I agree. Take a break. Um, Iowa State's not going to be an easy matchup. I can guarantee no. you that. It's it's not. I I do think it's a more favorable draw though because yeah. they are not a very solid offensive offensive team. team yeah, um, which kind of plays into LSU's strengths too because they're not a very good offensive team either. Um, but they are two very good defensive teams, and I think it's going to be one of those one of those low scoring matchups that you can see in the NCAA tournament, low fifties, maybe mid fifties kind of game, and uh, you know certainly LSU's. They, I, I'm going to be very interested to see because I am. I am. You, you do feel for these players on this current team who have to yeah. kind of have to go through this, and you know they, they wanted a big opportunity here. Does, it's going to be rough. Does Scott Woodward even in the you know flashing moment say you know I got a pretty good coach on the women's side I could make history and we could take all this negative criticism flush it down I'll hire Kim Mulkey to be my head basketball coach it's not that far-fetched it it I I mean I I don't know that I agree with that completely but it would be I I mean if you want to put a percentage on it I'll put maybe 0.5% 0.5% on that. I agree. I, I just, you know, look, I, Kim, Kim Mulkey has done a tremendous job with the women's team, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second, but um, you know, he, uh, you, you really have, I, I did see one thing also over the weekend that said, Hey, let's get Brady in here for like a one or two year bridge gap. You know, if, if you're going to be expecting some major penalties, but I also don't see that either. I mean, I just think this thing is going to be, uh, you know, you're, you're in for a rough couple of years here. I think the next, I could uh, foresee, a Baylor bonanza. Well, Scott Drew did the same thing at Baylor. He took over uh, in worse circumstances, right. way worse. Um, and he's 
taking Baylor to great heights. Right. Um, you offer him enough money, you never know. You never. Yeah, know. that's true. Look, I mean that 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 I think he's probably the one, I guess, big name coach that if you did want to pursue heavily, he has experience with taking on a program that's that's in disarray. Yep. Um, but look, I mean, he he's built that program to what it is. They just won so a national Kim. championship. Yeah, so but Kim, yeah, uh, yeah, granted, she's true. coming home. She's yeah. coming home. I understand all that. Yeah, and it's going to take a big check to get anybody yeah. to yeah. come to this place. That's true. It'll take a big check. And I, I think that's a name that you certainly can monitor. Um, I do think just kind of leaning on just what I know and just kind of what maybe, you know, could be floated out there. Yeah. I think you might go the mid-major route, uh, bringing in a, a younger coach with uh, just, just, just somebody that can I don't I don't want to say be a bridge gap because you can't really say that because you got to give the guy a fair shot but right. uh, just somebody that can come in and start a re, re hit a reset button on the program and try to get them back to a, a competitive place. I'll go cheat. I'll go two million. I'll coach him. I'll be yeah. a bridge gap. Well, you hire me as an assistant coach. Absolutely. I, okay. Awesome. All right. I'll be the you shooting you, coach. You coach the bigs, my, and yeah. uh, we'll be fine. We'll be That'll fine. That work. All right. Um. Uh, recruiting weekend. Now, how, how's Brian? How's that all going with Brian Kelly? Yeah, so they've they've had a lot of recruits over uh, the last couple of weeks. I was actually at a recruiting event on Saturday. They had a, a big battle sports event in New Orleans, and I got a chance to talk to a number of recruits um, down in New Orleans. Okay. And, uh, a lot of those guys actually had visited LSU on that Friday and then started coming play for seven on seven stuff that next okay. day. So uh, look, they're, they're doing their due diligence. Obviously you got to get a head start on the 2023 class. You know, right. they, uh, they've had a lot of guys in and out over the last couple of weeks from the 2023 and 2024 classes. And uh, we'll see if they can start pulling the trigger on some commitments here. Um, you know, they still only have one with O'Marion Mary, um, O'Marion Miller uh, is the receiver. Um, and, and that's pretty much their only commit right now out of 2023. So okay. still a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think LSU wins one game, the men, and I think they're bounced after that. I think the women win both games in Baton Rouge and then we'll see who they draw after that. Yeah, no, I, I like, I like obviously what the, what the women drew, obviously a three C they, they, you know, Kim Mulkey did talk a little bit about Jacksonville state who they're going to be playing uh, in their first game. And she actually faced them, I think last year with Baylor mm -hmm. and they gave, gave, gave Baylor a good run or, or, or something. But uh, you know, I do think that, you know, the women's team is obviously in a great position being able to host two games. I would expect a, a sold out PMAC or a post sold out PMAC, which is really great to see. And, Look, you need some good you need some good vibes. I think right now with with basketball at LSU, and if you're going to find them, you got to go find them at women's. But you know they're they're certainly there, and uh, I would I would expect this team just the kind of really thinking about it, just the one year turnaround that they've had is really remarkable, and um, certainly they are deserving a lot of, of a lot of support here. I get your kicks ready. Um, we'll we'll get you on the court. You got to coach up some big. I don't know what kind of players we're going to have, but we sure. may have to scrap around a little bit. But um, Reef we'll O'Neill might be their starting center next year. I mean, the, at this point, you might get 25, 30 minutes a game with the team they have next year. God, man, that, they're going to – you talk about fly the coop. They're yeah. going to fly the coop. Glenn West, LSU Country, thank you, sir. Have Appreciate a good one. It. 
Thanks, Jordy. All right, there you go. Glenn West, kind enough to join us. Uh, the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, burner, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish and the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles right a personal check to somebody to keep them quiet personal check man crazy all right LSU baseball next with Bill Frank is here on the Jordy Helper show Are you ready to feel the excitement of the NCAA tournament like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If you win, if they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by Paris. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. We are back. LSU baseball getting ready for SEC Opening play this Friday, Texas A&M comes to town for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, before that, Tulane comes to the box on Tuesday. The Tigers uh, had a three-game sweep over Bethune-Cookman. To give us uh, the latest lowdown in about eight good minutes is our good friend Bill Frankez, the voice of Alec Box Stadium. Bill, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Jordy, I'm doing fine. Thank you. How are y'all? I'm good. Uh, first game kind of had me worried a little bit. Fell behind. Had had to rally yeah. to win eight to seven. No problem. Saturday five to one and a blowout fifteen zipper on Sunday. Yeah. So so where is this LSU baseball team now? Because conference play is here. Well, you know, I've asked uh, Jay Johnson that uh, over the weekend, and he was asked that same question, Jordy, by the media yesterday after the game, and he feels very confident that. This team has made tremendous strides. Uh, he did say, as long as we control the baseball, in other words, as long as we don't make all the make up a lot of unnecessary errors, uh-huh. it feels like LSU has a chance to win every game because of the potency of the offense, uh, the depth, and the number of, of, of hitters that we have. And he feels like we have enough pitchers who can throw strikes and can get batters out that uh, LSU has an opportunity to, to, to win a lot of ball games. The way he, he phrases it. Okay. As long as we control the baseball, this team can win a lot of games. So nobody's perfect. Blake Money had a, nobody's perfect. Blake Money had a little rough outing on Friday, no problem. But Ty Floyd yeah. was terrific in six innings. Yeah. And lo and behold, Mikhail Hilliard on Sunday was yeah. was sensational. Is that your rotation now? I would say, as of right now, yeah, that that looks to be it. Jordy. Now, Blake, as most folks know, uh, had to leave the game. He had some. It was described as a wrist irritation. Okay. And he was wearing yesterday. He was wearing a little. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Not really a full cast, but a little a wrap around his wrist that's supposed to enhance the blood flow in the wrist. And 
we don't, we, again, he re, and Jay reiterated today that it doesn't appear to be anything serious that would keep him out for an extended period of time. Now, so okay. my belief is that Blake will be able to pitch this weekend. Maybe he wouldn't pitch Friday as a precaution, but my belief would be that he'd be available to pitch against Texas A&M. But it does okay. look like that Money, Hilliard, Floyd, in some order, would be the most likely rotation. And, and all those guys have proven uh, that they can – they can pitch effectively, at least get the Tigers off to a good start. And though they may not dominate for an entire game, I think Jay feels like he has enough, enough arms and enough depth where they, they, can, uh, you know, they can manage the game with a number of different pitchers in a number of different situations. 16 games under the belt. How good is Jacob Berry? Wow. You know, Jay, when Jay got here over the summer, he he raved about Jacob Berry, and you know I thought well maybe you know obviously it's his kid he played with him at he played with him at Arizona, maybe he, Jay's uh, exaggerating a little bit, but I I don't think he is. I think he's a he's a just an unbelievable hitter. Jordy, the ball that he hit uh, on Saturday uh, that hit the intimidator billboard in right field, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I've ever – one of the balls I've seen hit that far and that hard was by Greg Dykeman. Greg Dykeman hit one that actually went over the Intimidator once. I believe it was, during, it was during the, either during the 2016 or 2017 season. But that ball that Barry hit, it was just a smash, you know, completely out of the stadium, but hit the billboard, the National Championship Intimidator billboard that stands uh, behind the right field bleachers. Right. And it was, it was a blast. 443 feet was what it was measured as, and it was still it was still climbing. Had the intimidator not been there, uh, no, no telling how far, how far it would have gone. It, it would have but, crossed yeah, Nicholson he, Drive in all likelihood and gone into the yeah. football stadium parking lot. That's that's a shot and a half. Um, yeah, exactly, who's been the most exactly. pleasant? We know about Morgan. We know about Cruz. We know about Barry. Yeah. Uh, who's been the biggest surprise to date for you? I'd have to say the biggest surprise has, you know, Braden Jobert has been, has, has had a great start. Okay. Um, you know, he initially, uh, uh, Cade Beloso initially was going to be the starting designated hitter. Cade had earned that job of the way he performed in, in the intra squad scrimmages. And, and of course, Cale, uh, Cade is a four year senior, four year player for LSU. Had that very unfortunate accident, uh, very first game in the pregame huddle, injured his knee. And, and it looks like Kay Beloso is out for the year. Braden Jobert, you may remember that very first game, yep. that season opener, came in and had an unbelievable game. He homered in the game, and he's really been consistent ever since then. So I'd say Braden Jobert perhaps has been the, the surprise so far, along with uh, Jack Merrifield, who has played uh, very solidly okay. at third base, gives the Tigers a, a real strong defensive element, has come up with some key base hits. Uh, can bunt and move base runners. So I like the, the contributions that, that Joe Bear and Merrifield have made. Perhaps to the, you know, the two guys not as celebrated as some of the, the bigger names, but I think two guys who have been uh, very, very important to LSU's success this season. And, uh, you know, on the mound, I really like uh, the contributions of the big man, uh, Paul Gervais, uh, the 6'10 okay. right hander. I think he's looked really sharp. I've liked his contributions. Not really a surprise, but because we knew he was going to be good coming in. It was Eric Razelman. Uh, Razelman throwing 98-mile-per-hour uh, fastball. Uh, we knew he had a great year last year in the Cape Cod League. So not, not a surprise, but still very encouraged by uh, his performances so far this season. So 
do like the contributions of those newcomers. Plus, as you said, that you know the guys we know who are going to do it every day. The Cruz, Morgan, Doty, uh, Gavin Dugas. Maybe Gavin not quite on the pace he was last year yet, but hopefully uh, he'll get it going again. And Jordan Thompson uh, maybe statistically yeah. doesn't have the big numbers, but had a great day yesterday. He was four for four. Jordy with right. a double and three RBI. And Jay feels like Jordan Thompson is only going to get better. I looked at the box scores, Bill, and it seems to me there are two positions that are still up for grabs, and that's yeah. the hot corner third base. Um, yep. Drew Bianco's playing a little bit. Merrifield's playing right. a little bit. And your catcher position, is it McManus? Is it Travisky? Who, so, so in the big games now, who, who do you think mans those two spots? Well, that's, that's a great question, Jordy. You know, Jay, Jay was, has been asked that also. And he said it's really about matchups. It's about the opponent. It's about who, look, who looks good in practice that week. Uh, one reason why he started Drew Bianco in a game uh, this past weekend was because Drew had a great week of practice. And okay. he was coming, he was, uh, he'd been bothered by a hamstring early in the year, but he was 100% healthy. Uh, he looked great in practice. And, uh, you know, he didn't get a hit in the game that he started. In yesterday's game, he got a, a, just a tremendous double uh, to dead center field over the center fielder's head. And, and Jay said he likes the competitive element that, that Drew brings, that the toughness that Drew brings to the team. He feels like it really lifts the team. So he may be a guy that you see perhaps at third base more often. Uh, and, and I talked about Merrifield. You know, Barry can play third base and right field. When Barry plays third base, the other guy you, in the mix is uh, DiGiacomo, Giovanni DiGiacomo. Right, Jay really right. likes what he's done this year. He feels like Gio's a, a much better better, more mature player than he's ever been. And he's really bought into to Jay's system and what they expect out of him. So I think he's going to be a, re- a real key element as well. Now, catcher, that's interesting. You know, Alex Malazzo has a knee injury, a sore knee right now. I'm not really sure how long he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. So you have McManus and you have Travinsky. I think both uh, give you uh, great offensive capability, though McManus has been off to a bit of a slow start offensively. Travinsky, and he's an impressive guy. He, he can he can really swing the bat. He had a good day offensively on Saturday. Threw a base runner out trying to steal second base on Saturday. So you can you can see where the ability is there. So uh, I think that's still uh, a work in progress. You know, Hayden okay. Travinsky has was hurt most of the fall, most of the preseason. He's only now just getting healthy. So I'd be interested to see how it, as he continues to get maybe get some more playing time if, if we don't see more of Travinsky. Although McManus certainly is very capable as well. Bill, thank you. I know you got to run. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Tulane tomorrow sure. at the box, and then the Aggies yeah. from AM come Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thank you, my friend. Take care. All right, man. Thanks, Jordy. All right, buddy. All right. We'll take a quick time out here. We'll come back. The Saints, are they really, really doing what? What Did they really want this quarterback? We'll find out from Ross Jackson after this timeout on the Jordy Helfrich Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Uh, we are back 49 minutes after the hour. Um, quick spot here now with my main man, Ross Jackson, the Locked On Saints um, host. And uh, when you need to know about the Saints, Ross is the guy. Good afternoon, sir. Um, do the Saints really want Deshaun Watson? Were you surprised with this uh, bit of news over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, great to be here with you, Jordy. It's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, no, I, I was. I, I wasn't sure that the New Orleans Saints or really many NFL teams would be willing to 
you know, begin a process going after a player that still has 22 open civil lawsuits uh, against them. I know mm-hmm. that the criminal charges weren't brought up on him at the end of last week, but there's still litigation and there are still things towards the uh, civil suits. I thought teams would wait until that died down first before they started to make their, their move uh, on Deshaun Watson if one was to be made. So, yeah, I was a little bit surprised with the timing, but, I mean, look, NFL teams are going to look to do what they have to do to win, and they're all also doing their own independent investigations on all of this, probably have more information than what we have publicly accessible. And if NFL teams are comfortable with that, which is different than if people are personally morally comfortable with it, then teams right. are going to make the decisions that they feel are going to help their organizations win. Let me throw this out there. So free agency opens on Wednesday. Um, if the Saints want Watson, there's a bunch of other teams out there. I don't know how much the Saints can offer because of salary cap issues. Carolina's in the mix. They, I, I'm sure they want uh, want him as well. What if what if Carolina outbids them? And, and while the Saints are dealing and wheeling for him, uh, Jameis Winston gets plucked out, and now you got nothing. Yeah, that's that's exactly the scenario that I think a lot of people are are concerned about, and I'm sure the New Orleans Saints have a plan for. Um, you know, uh, there's nothing that's keeping Jameis Winston waiting to see what happens with the Saints and Deshaun Watson, and that's right. the same thing that's true for Teddy Bridgewater, who's a you know familiar free agent as well. And so, you know, I think that that's part of the game for the New Orleans Saints is that they sort of have to play the gamesmanship of this. If Deshaun Watson is their number one target, then they're going to treat Deshaun Watson as such. And with that, they'll have to risk the idea of while they're waiting for all of that to develop, that other quarterbacks could be coming off of the market. But we are seeing more teams solving their quarterback issues. We saw it with the you know the Washington trade for Carson Wentz last week. We saw Pittsburgh yep. today signing Mitch Trubisky. They seem to be yep. settled with going into the draft and maybe adding some young talent there. And so the Saints very are, are you know sort of walking the line so far that is pretty. Uh, favorable in terms of their ability to retain Jameis Winston if Deshaun Watson is the number one prospect but doesn't work out. And I think that there is also the medical clearance portion of the Jameis Winston conversation that works in their favor as well in terms of timeline. Yeah. Watson has that no trade clause in his contract, so he has a big say into, into where he goes. Um, what, mm-hmm. How do you think the Saints sold this to Gail Benson? Um, I mean, look, I, I think that it, it comes down to that independent investigation that the team is doing and, and, and that all NFL teams are doing. You know, it, Gail Benson is involved in these conversations, whether it's, you know, Deshaun Watson and his 22 civil cases or not, right? If you're trading away right. three first-round right. picks, a couple of second-round picks, and a player, you're making any move. The owner, Gail Benson, is very likely to be a part of that conversation. And I don't think that this was obviously any exception, but certainly is a little bit more of a sensitive situation. And so I think that selling any owner on that is about your view and your vision in terms of what you're able to put together with that particular player, regardless of their history and and things like that. But the history is just very much a present point with this particular uh, prospect and, and landing. Deshaun Watson. And so for the Saints, I think that you have to sell it in terms of the on the field portion, the the compensation portion, and then now also this complicated history portion, which I think can be a little complicated. But again, if you're doing your own independent investigations and you have access to your own information, right. then maybe that helps to, to sway the masses there.
He is Ross Jackson, always with a clear level-headed assessment of things. I'm going to throw two former LSU Tigers out there that are free agents. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns released Pro Bowl wide receiver Jarvis Landry today. And there's the Honey Badger, Teran Matthew, out there that's a free agent. Are you interested in either, both, or neither? I will tell you, not only am I interested in both for the Saints, but I'll throw another LSU Tiger out there for fun, too, DJ Chark, who should be on the Saints radar of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, You know, Jacksonville just gave a lot of money to another young receiver in Christian Kirk, and so it doesn't mean that they're going to be interested in retaining Chark. So, you know, six foot four, great athleticism. He could be somebody that would be a great compliment opposite Michael Thomas is expected to be back with the team here in 2022. So I would throw him in there. I would also throw Jarvis Landry in there as a fantastic veteran slot option for the New Orleans Saints, who I think should be going after several wide receivers, right? Two or three wide receivers combined between free agency and the draft, right? And so, you know, really working to rebuild that. And then Tyron Matthew, I think, would be a great, great selection for the Saints or, you know, in free agency if uh, the Saints were to lose Marcus Williams. He doesn't replace Marcus Williams one for one as a deep safety, but right. you can adjust some of the coverages that you play and things like that to make sort of okay. the safety trio of Matthew, Malcolm Jenkins, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson work in your benefit. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, D.J. Shark. Who's going to be throwing the ball to him next year if they get those guys? I still think the most likely option, just kind of inherently and intrinsically, is Jameis Winston. Uh, okay. He's somebody that is a pending free agent with the team. You know, if we look at the Deshaun Watson situation, not only do you have to sell Deshaun Watson on coming to New Orleans, but you also have to sort of rectify the amount of compensation you'd have to send to do that. Plus, you have to send enough compensation to convince the team to trade him in the first place. So yeah. there are just sort of all these levels that okay. go towards it as opposed to an in-house pending free agent that just got the opportunity to start talking to other teams today just seems like there's fewer hurdles fewer hoops to jump through to get Jameis Winston back in New Orleans so he would be to me still the most likely one even despite all of the reported interest around Watson he's the best Ross Jackson locked on Saints podcaster and all things surrounding the New Orleans Saints thank you my friend greatly appreciate it Hey, always a pleasure. Good to be with you here, Jordy. I'll talk to you here soon. All right. Stay safe. Take care. You got it, my friend. Uh, The Hangout Music Festival was returning this summer to Gulf Shores. And the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to the 22nd in Gulf Shores. When VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Our ones in the books. Hour number two, straight ahead. Don't you go anywhere. The Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holberg Show. Hey, baby! We're going to be here all day! Call us up at 337-706-0111. 
I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. It's our number two of two, and away we go. It's uh, tournament time. The field of 68 has been set. LSU is a six seed on the men's side. LSU is a three seed on the women's side. The men will open up Friday in um in the great Northeast, as uh, in Milwaukee, rather, and they will take on Iowa State. The women will be at home taking on Jackson State. All during this this run up to the tournament, every Monday we have Mondays with Mast Shelby Mast, the uh, bracketologist with Bracket WAG, part of USA Today and and our radio show. We uh, greatly appreciate it. So now the the cards have been laid out. Shelby, Shelby, time to. Time to let's open up the book. How, how did we fare this season? Well, this was my best year yet. I got 67 of 68 correct and 65 seated within one or exact. Wow. Wow. Who did you, who, did, who was the one team you had in that the uh, committee um, put, put somebody else in place of? I had A&M in, and I did not have Michigan in. Okay, okay. That's my first question. What the heck did Michigan do that A&M didn't do? And A&M played great late. Uh, I mean, what was the big difference there? I didn't see one. I I could see A&M being better, but Michigan has 17 wins, 14 losses. That's barely a 500. They played a decent schedule, no doubt about it. But still, you got to win more than that to get in, I feel. I'm with you. I thought A&M got hosed, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think another team from the SEC may be underseeded. I think Tennessee's better than a three-seed, in my, in my estimation. Winning that conference tournament, beating the teams that they did to do so, I thought they were underseeded. How about you? I had them as a two-seed, and I had Duke as a three-seed. And I am a Duke fan. That's the only one I missed on the top six seed lines. Wow. Uh, I, I'm in total agreement with you uh, on that one. Um, any other? Everybody always wants to talk about the teams that were, that were left out that had, a, had an argument. Is there anyone bigger than A&M that has a bigger argument than they do? I don't think so. Um, I I had Dayton in for a little bit over the weekend, and they fell out when uh, it was the game Saturday. They fell out. I don't remember who, but they were uh, the committee's first team out. So they were in until Richmond won yesterday. Hmm. Okay. Um, All right. So you have Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor as the number one seed line. Um, Was Baylor um, a tough decision there? Was there, was there another team that was really close to getting on that one line? Well, Kentucky uh, was up there going into the weekend. If they had beaten Tennessee, they'd be there, but they didn't beat them. And so that gave me the, the avenue to put Baylor and I, I felt that's what the committee would do, and I was right on that. I've got two games on Tuesday, the play-in games, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Texas Southern, Johnny Jones, the head coach there. He's got him dancing again. Um, and then Indiana versus Wyoming. Help my bracket out. Who, who do you like in those two games? I have heard all day long Indiana's going to blow them out, blow out Wyoming. I don't think so. 
I think Wyoming is a good team. They've played good all year. The Mountain West was a pretty tough conference. Not that the Big Ten wasn't. And I I have talked about them multiple times. I, I think Wyoming takes that. Okay. Um, I, I'm just seeing this. Of course, we know that Will Wade has been let go by LSU. It appears that South Carolina has fired Frank Martin after 10 seasons. So the SEC, we've got um, – Crean fired from Georgia. Mike White leaving Florida to go to Georgia. Will Wade is out. Quanzo Martin's out. Frank Martin's out. Um, they're starting to take basketball a little serious in the league of uh, um, the the football uh, Goliaths. Yeah, and you forgot Ben Hallen on the list to us also. Oh, I forgot about that. Man. That's right. Man, man. Um, how attractive is LSU basketball to to a coach? Knowing now there's going to be sanctions, what they are going to be and how stringent they are, I have no idea. But man, how do you hire a coach under those circumstances? Uh, that'll be tough. The length of time will depend on it. I uh, I I would think it's a year. I gotta think is that's it. I, no more than that. And uh, they'll you, get a pretty you, good coach. When, when you say a year, you mean no postseason play banned from the tournament? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, give me a team that uh, below uh, below the first four seed lines. Is there is there a team that you really, really like in this field that maybe, um, depending upon their draw and what field they're in in the tournament, has a chance to, to get to a Final Four? I've got um... – out of the Mountain West, Colorado State. I've got them going to the Elite Eight. I've, okay. I've seen them play. I'm comfortable with that team. They're a, a thing in awe of the situation. And, that, and that's what you need for the smaller schools going into the tournament. All right. Tell me, tell me what you know about Iowa State. I know last year they were awful. They were two and twenty-two. They get a new coach, TJ Otzelberger, in there. They get a Penn State transfer and Isaiah Brockington. Uh, good defensive team, not very good offensively. That's all I know. That's about what I know. I've seen them play a lot. I, I, I'm surprised they were seated that that low. They Ooh. they had some good wins. They had more quad one wins than anybody in there in that seed range. So hmm. I, they're going to be a tough bout. I'm figuring first one to forty wins. First one to forty. When they you you talk about wins, Texas Tech, Texas Iowa. That that's pretty darn impressive. A lot of people are really high on Iowa this year. Are you? Uh, yeah, kind of am. They they I, I felt. About a month ago, they hadn't done enough to get a high seed. And then as the season wore on, they kind of started sprinkling a few impressive wins in there. And then what they did in the tournament, wow. Yeah, spectacular. Shelby Mass, Shelby's bracket, WAG, got all but one team in the field. And uh, the seed lines were were right on the mark, as always. Um, Which SEC team goes the furthest in this tournament in your book? I've got Kentucky and Auburn both going to the Final Four. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, who are the other two teams in your Final Four? Uh, Gonzaga and Arizona. Okay. Um, all right. Who advances to the finals? I've got Arizona and Gonzaga in the finals, and Arizona cutting down the net. 
Tommy Lloyd takes one away from his old boss. Wow. Man, Gonzaga still can't get it done, huh? Jeez, Louise. Um, Interesting. Go ahead. I said, nothing that he's doing wrong or they're doing wrong. They're just up against a better team. Man. Man, 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 man. Okay. All right. Um, we shall see. Auburn and what what sells you on Auburn? Because man, I tell you what, you get them away from uh uh their home court and they struggle, man. But what what is it about Auburn that you like? The dude, uh they're not going on the road, they're going to neutral side. And I think that'll be different. Uh okay. different. They they play with such tenacity. And I I like uh PJ Harris. I, I think he is a stud player. He's the kind of guy that can lead them. But their guard play, those guards are fun to watch, and they're just greedy. Yeah. They're either on fire or they can't throw it in the ocean. Uh, right. So we'll see. But but that Jabari Smith is a stud, and Kessler can really play. I, I, I like Kentucky. I've always said I don't know what it is about them. I just like their toughness. I like their togetherness. I think Kentucky's going to make a real – I got them in the Final Four as well. I got them in the championship game. So so we'll see. We shall see. Um but man, outstanding job as always, my friend. Now you get to you get to sleep a little bit. You get to sleep and relax, and I didn't know what to do with myself today. Uh, they're saying that Americans could bet as much as three point one billion with a B on this tournament. Three point one billion, man. I, I I don't I don't bet on the tournament I don't because either. I'm bad enough picking winners. That I just, just put my money in the pot. You think LSU could get a Scott Drew from Baylor? They got Kim Mulkey from Baylor to coach the women. You think they could get a Scott Drew? He he took over that program when they were in a in an awful, awful, awful position. Built them up. They won a national championship. Is that? You think that's even a possibility? I think they have to at least make the phone call. He he okay. uh, same type situation. And uh, I, I just got to you know, he's been at Baylor a long time. Maybe he's ready to move. Yeah. Is there a is there an up-and-coming mid-major coach you think that could um, make a splash? Uh, there probably is. I don't know of any right off the top of my head. None okay. that I think would be for LSU, because that's a big jump from a mid-major. Okay, got it. Shelby? Man, we're going to let you rest, man. Thanks so much for making the, the run-up to the tournament so fun, and you did it again, man, right on the money. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. That's Shelby Mass, Shelby's bracket, W-A-G. Uh, the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. I want you to be a part of our team at the Lake Charles Championship. You can win a dozen golf balls and a spot on the game foursome. That's right. You can golf with RP3 in the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win, simply text NUGGET, N-U-G-G-E-T, to 68683 for a chance to golf with RP3. That's NUGGET to 68683 for the chance to win the Golfing with RP3 contest presented by the game Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we've covered LSU. We've covered the tournament. We've covered baseball, the Saints. How about the Raging Cajuns? Well, Mondays with Madeline Adams is next right here on the Jordy Helfrich Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 14th, 2006, New Orleans agrees to terms with former San Diego quarterback Drew Brees to a five-year contract. The deal goes down as perhaps the most notable free agent acquisition in Saints history. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Are you ready to feel the excitement of the NCAA tournament like never before? Well, turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem call one 877 Seven seven zero stop. It's uh, it's that day and it's that time. Let's do it. Mondays are usually a real drag. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Thankfully for you, KLFY sports anchor Madeline Adams is here to cure those Monday blues with the latest on the Raging Cajuns and Acadiana High School sports. It's time for Mondays with Madeline here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Good afternoon, Miss Madeline. How are you? I'm doing good, Jordy. How are you doing on this I'm Monday? Terrific. What's going on in your world? Oh, you know, just a lot of a lot of baseball, a lot of softball. Okay. Uh, last week, obviously, we saw North Central bringing home another state championship. Uh, really, redemption for that team uh, after falling short in the semifinals last year. Uh, a great win over White Castle. So, there congratulations you go. to North Central for that. Uh, but high school basketball is over, and we're we're getting you know obviously closer to the NCAA tournament. Uh, selection Sunday was a lot of fun and then obviously a great weekend for uh, UL softball and baseball both winning their series so right, it's been a fun weekend about, yeah let's talk about uh, let's start off with uh, softball let's live the the ladies there they're just due um, Sunbelt opener lost uh, the opener to Georgia State then bounced back with a 10-6 win on Saturday and then a nine zip in five inning affair on Sunday they're now 15 and five overall uh two and one in conference play what do you think about this softball team this year yeah absolutely you know I think in that in that game one in the loss to Georgia State uh you know this is a young team and I think we saw a couple signs that you know head coach Jerry Glasgow calls him bulletproof and he said you know that could be a good thing that could be a bad thing but you know he knows they're young and he knows that they're growing and they're learning through every game and so I think that's what we saw in game one and that loss to Georgia State but what's most important about a team is the way that they respond to those lessons and what they learn in losses and they responded really well, um, you know, and, and two, I mean, they hit, I don't know how many home runs in their win the next, you know, on Saturday. And then, yeah, had a dominating shutout performance on Sunday to wrap up the weekend. And so I think that's really important for them to respond well that, you know, they just really knew that they were going to do that following the loss. 
Um, and, you know, it's really important. And this team is, you know, no matter what happens in the first game of the series, this team has always figured out a way to win 65 of their last uh, conference series. They have the nation's longest win streak when it comes to uh, consecutive conference series wins. Um, and, you know, I asked head coach Jerry Glasgow about that today. You know, I was like, I mean, what does it take to sustain success like that? And he said it's taking it one game at a time. Even if you fall in the first game, it's learning how to respond from that game and, and learning to respond to that game uh, and finish out the series. And, and that's what they did. And, and that's what a program like this who is, you know, really built up that much success can do no matter how young the team is. So really an impressive showing from Raging Cajun softball this week. And one they want to build off of before they face a powerhouse like Texas. Yeah, Texas comes to town for a Wednesday doubleheader, uh, four o'clock first game, and uh, with fingers crossed, six thirty-four the second. Uh, Texas is, um, has played a bunch of games. My God, they're uh, sixteen nine and one, including the last game. A t- how do you have a tie? Ten I don't ten know. with Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I mean, it was in six innings too, so I don't know if the game was suspended for anything travel. or just called it must off. have been travel yeah. or something uh you know but yeah it was it was a tie in six innings uh you know texas was a preseason top 10 team and so they garnered a lot of national respect obviously for how experienced they are um you know i think they they've lost a few games here along this season that nobody really expected them to lose i think a mm-hmm. lot of people expected them to have a better record than they have now but they're still a really experienced a really talented team uh, and yeah. one that when it comes to, you know, building a resume for the postseason, you all, if they can, you know, obviously splitting this would be, you know, ideal, but beating Texas twice, sweeping them today, uh, you know, they'll face them later in the season, uh, but beating them twice in one day would be really impressive when it comes mm-hmm. to just RPI and building a resume for the postseason. All right, let's switch over to baseball. Uh, win two out of three over Houston. Win the opener nine to five. Lose the uh, Saturday game eight to four. And then the rubber match, a 10 to one blowout uh, of Houston. Um, they play McNeese coming up on Wednesday and then Sunbelt Conference play gets underway. Uh, the Cages are going on the road for a while. They've got Troy Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then they're in Thibodeau on Tuesday uh, to take on Nichols a week from tomorrow. So uh, surmise the Houston series for me. Yeah. Well, you know, on, on, it was really impressive for them to mount that comeback in game one to, you know, after it got suspended and then to come back and finish that game um, on, on Saturday morning. And uh-huh. then I think in, in game two, coach Deggs really mentioned that they were just kind of playing to not lose, which is, not the ideal mindset, obviously. And, and, you know, they were too generous one inning, he also mentioned. But then they turn around again and respond to that with really a performance offensively and defensively that was so impressive. You have Jeff Wilson, who had a complete game, 10 strikeouts with a career high on the mound. Um, you know, and, and, and Coach Degg said, said just the way he pitched, too. You know, it wasn't just throwing the ball hard. He was right. just really the way he was pitching. He called it a masterpiece. Uh, asked the team if they'd ever seen a Rembrandt before and said they just witnessed one. So Coach Tags was very impressed with Jeff Wilson, who's a senior, his performance. Um, and then offensively, you know, what I was most impressed with all weekend was just their ability to manufacture runs. You know, they can lay down the bunt. They can steal home. They can knock a single, you know, down the right field line and bring uh-huh. in an RBI. Uh, and they can hit home runs. And so I think their ability to manufacture runs however they need to uh, in that game is really impressive. I just think this offense is is really versatile. 
Um, and, you know, we saw that in game three, obviously, with the way that they performed that game. Uh, yeah. Really impressive and a, an impressive series to win, like you mentioned before, going to a McNeese team who, I mean, they've had they took the series against Stony Brook. If you're an LSU baseball fan, you're very familiar with Stony Brook. Right, right. Uh, they have went over Louisiana Tech, who beat LSU. Yeah. And they were they were a regional team last year, won, won their conference as well. So McNeese is a very impressive team. I think they're nine and seven on the season uh, so far. But McNeese is an impressive team, and then they start conference play. So really just a confidence booster and, and you know, a weekend series that you want to see out of your team at this point in the season. Madeline Adams from KLFY. I'm very curious as your perspective, away from all things Raging Cajuns, uh, the New Orleans Saints have made a trade offer for Deshaun Watson. When you heard that, what were what were your thoughts? You know, I think there's a lot of opinions going around right now on uh, Deshaun Watson, and a lot of them are valid. Um, you know, and I think first off, there's no denying he's a great quarterback. Uh, what he can do on the field is really impressive. Just just from my perspective, you know, right. I think I'd like to see the Saints go after somebody else who you know just doesn't have this off the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm well aware that Jameis doesn't have a, a you know clean past either um you know and and i think too just when you look at it from a trade perspective too you know how much are the saints gonna have to give up to get deshaun watson so i think there's a lot to think about um and and like i said there's a lot of a lot of differing opinions um and uh you know i don't know I obviously that's way above my pay raise. I, you know, I trust Mickey Loomis. I trust Mickey Loomis and, and then, you know, the decisions that they're going to make. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how the saints go about this and what happens there for sure. Wednesday's a big day. I mean, yeah. you may, you may lose out on Watson. You may lose out on Jameis Winston. Then what do you do? I mean, whew, the, the yeah. pressure is the pressure's building. Um, you filled out your bracket yet. Have you done that? You know, I haven't. I haven't okay. done my bracket yet. I know we do one for Caleb Y. Uh, so I'm going to have to fill that out. Last year, um, my bracket was busted, I think, in the first round. So, Madeline, <laughs> so I do not have a good record when it Madeline, comes to not what you know, it's who. It's not what you know, it's who you know. You know me. Yeah. So just give me a buzz and I'll, I I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> I will definitely need your help. I will take care of it for you. Um, <laughs> will Wade fired? Surprised? Not surprised? You know, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I think when the NOA came out and you saw just how much, uh, how many violations it was and what it was, you know, I'm not surprised. And, and to the timing of it now is uh, obviously Scott Woodward can fire him for cause and you don't right. have to pay the rest of the contract. Um, you know, and so, man, it's tough. It's, it's tough because now this team is in the NCAA tournament with an interim head coach. Again, um, it's a tough situation, right? It's a tough situation for for those student athletes, um, you know, but I, I think that, you know, I again, I trust Scott Woodward. I would you know, I would tell everyone. Well, had to. Yeah, there was. Yeah, no choice. I mean, no choice. I think he he did what's best for the program at the time. Yeah, um, no choice and, whatsoever. And the question that. is yeah. now the question is you got to know what, you know, a coach has to know what he's facing. And yeah. it's going to be a while before they know what they're facing. And meanwhile, they're going to be players hitting the transfer portal and recruits decommitting like crazy. So this this is a, this is not a good time if you're, if you're an LSU basketball uh, fan. By any stretch of the imagination, throw all your attention to Kim Mulkey and the Lady Tigers. That's where you need to go. 
Yeah, absolutely. I wish Kim Mulkey could coach both teams. I know that's not possible, uh, but can't wait to see what she's able to do with this team who's just, I mean, they have turned this program around yeah. overnight, and that doesn't happen a lot in college athletics uh, for a coach to come in here and, and do this with a team that, You're right. you know, had some experience, but she also brought some experience in with her. And, and so it's really going to be interesting to see the run that she can make here in the NCAA tournament with the Tigers. Obviously not the showing they wanted in the SEC tournament, so hopefully they learn from that. Um, and they're able to to kind of make a run here in, in the tournament. Well, Madeline Adams, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. I hope you have a uh, hope your Monday keeps on rolling. You made ours so much better. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jordy. Always fun talking with you. Have a great week. Take care. Here's your close. Tune in next week to Jordy Holberg for Mondays with Madeline here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com wants to help you out. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House. We want to help you, uh, but you can only get this delicious seafood and a $50 gift certificate for it to the Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. We'll take a time out when we come back on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. No telling what Blake Rafino is going to say next from the Are You Serious podcast. He's our friend. We're glad to have him after this and these important messages on the Jordy Helper Show. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're back at 34 minutes after the hour. I love my next guest because he is always opinionated, and, and I love it. And um, so we got him again, uh, Blake Rafino from the Are You Serious podcast. Um, all things LSU and beyond. How are you, my friend? What's happening? Uh, well, Jordy, you, you always ask me, always, Blake, how, you know, you need to come in a little bit spicy. Well, today, Jordy, <laughs> I'm coming in hot, like the hot chili peppers of old. It's going to be a hot day around around AYS, my friend. So let's let, let's get it rolling, my brother. My brother. Uh, what, what what are we going to talk about? Is there anything on your on your platter that's important to you? Well, Jordy, this is what I'm current I've currently done today, and and maybe it relates to LSU. I, I uh, made sure that only uh, my bank, you know, only my house note, my car notes, my car insurance, groceries. And, Everything like that comes out of me and my wife's joint account. I surely don't want to, you know, have anything else coming out of a joint account with my wife. You know, like LSU basketball coach Will Wade. You know, I mean, that's something that I've done today. You got to make sure of it. Look. Okay. I've said this all day, and I'll say it again to you. Um, Either Will just didn't give a flip. He just said, I'm just going to go do it until they get me. Um, or he's the most naive, dumb cheater I've ever seen in my life. And if you believe that everybody does cheat, well, there's people that do it and do it the right way. And Will, 
man, you got to go to school on learning how to do it. Well, Jordy, and, and you know what's even to add to that, and, and, and in all seriousness, like a lot of LSU fans say, well, what about Bill Self? I mean, Bill Self in Kansas in total had a, a five level one alleg- uh, allegations against him. But Bill Self, the one that he got was a text message, Jordy, that said, hey, is everything going okay? Yep. That could mean literally anything. Anything. Uh, Kansas is a, what at the time was an Adidas school. And they did things, right? So that could literally mean anything. So, but what they have on Will Wade is completely different. There's five level one allegations on him alone. Yes. And, and Jordy, I, I have to say this, and, and just being serious with this, I, I really just think it's arrogance. Like, how arrogant do you have to be to do something like that? You mean to tell me that you can't get somebody? And, and look, I'm not pro, I am not telling someone to go out there and cheat, but if you want to have success, as bad as I hate to say it, you're going to have to do things and get your, get your hands in the mud. But you don't do that. Jordy, right. the great, we have seen the greats almost be taken down. You know, we saw Nick Saban's O-line coach going and visiting recruits during a dead period and get a five-year show calls in Bo Davis, okay, and – they didn't investigate Nick Saban because there was absolutely no trail behind it. Do you right. mean to tell me that you believe that Nick Saban didn't know, but they can't prove it? And so when you can't prove something, then you are fine. But just the simple fact that not only was there a bribery charge and the cover-up of an investigation, you legitimately were texting back with the individual who was extorting you for money. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Wow, Jordy. Wow. You're suspended. Jordy, yeah. he was suspended when this happened. Yep. Oh, and after all this first came out, then comes the $300,000 offer that he uses with his assistant coach, Armstrong, to do with a player after all this other stuff had come out. It, it's just, it is arrogance. It's stupidity. It's like, I'm Teflon. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do because the fans love me. Jordy, I've said this for a long time. About the fans, they still are in, in utter shock and don't believe it. Oh, you know, I, I've gone in these Twitter spaces and talked with fans, and, and quite honestly, I am—I am—I don't know the word, the English word, in the vocabulary, Jordy, that would make the most sense here. Because um, surprise doesn't give it the full effect about how just you know they—they they look at Will Wade. You know, you call him the American gangster, but the truth is, is that gangsters go down. Ask John Gotti. Ask Al Capone. So I, I mean, look, this all of this, all of this persona fits in the irony of Will Wade. And for a long time, Jordy. And, and look, I've been careful. I, and I've, you know, some people have said to me and asked me over the last three years why I um, have issues with Will Wade. I never have had an issue with Will Wade. Quite honestly, Jordy. When every time that I'm in Baton Rouge and I've seen Will Wade. He has come up to me, we've, we've spoke, we've shook hands, and we've gone on our merry way. But it never, it, I, for whatever reason, I always felt that there was arrogance around him. And I felt like, 
that over the last three years in doing the podcast, I've taken a little bit of a beating on it. And I understand, look, I understand it. And even when you critique them at a loss, fans would get upset. And today or this or Saturday, it all came out. Jordan, they're, they're so, they've been, and they've investigated this so thoroughly that I've said this on my show countless amount of times, even before the NOA, go look and, and find when we even did so many segments on it about Will Wade and the investigation having the NCAA on campus. James Craig comes out in the affidavit, Jordy, the former LSU O-line coach, and says that he was being investigated about Will Wade, about any undoing or any knowings of what he does. Then they find out about his situation, a level three violation, I might add, that most coaches don't get fired on. And all right. the NCAA had to do, Jordy, was wait Will Wade out. They did. They got the twenty twenty uh, the twenty twenty three hundred thousand dollars with Bill Armstrong thing, and now we're here. You know, the, as the great book says, a dog always returns to its vomit. They are only the only thing they had to do with Will Wade is wait. And my loyalty, and I know it is to you, to you too, Jordy. My loyalty has never been to Will Wade, and will never be to Will Wade. It's always to LSU. And if you're not upset with him. That I don't know what to tell you because Jordy, I'm a, I, I am more than upset that the, that this naive persona of around him, and and it just seems as if he he gets a pass on all of this. Why I don't I just Jordy I just don't get it. Who's who's been more beloved in in leaving after being fired? Les Miles, Ed Orgeron, or Will Wade? I, I mean, they, right, they Jordy, lifted. It, it, now, they I don't, lifted. I, I don't have the experience in this game, in the media game, and having the podcast and going live five, six, seven times a week. So maybe because I wasn't here during the less stuff, right? Like I was, we were just starting out. Now, and obviously, we were here during Ed, but the way that everything ended with Ed, it, it quite honestly, it just went out in, a, in flames. With yeah. with Will, it, it, it seems like there's a third of the fan base, Jordy, that refuses to believe it. You know, they're yeah. trying to make justifications about the Our Lady of the Lake thing, about, well, LSU was doing this and that with money, but it was an individual that was doing it. The individual, uh, Mr. Funes, was doing it with Our Lady of the Lake, not LSU. Yeah. And at, at some point, Jordy, people have to be responsible for their actions. No question. And today, you know, Saturday came everything that, that, that uh, <laughs> Will Wade is being – it's coming to Will Wade. And, and I wish that I had the words to, to, to show that how my heart feels about him and what he did because it was careless. And, and, and Jordy, to his credit, I do think that he brought the fan base back to where they, want, they were electric about basketball again. And for, and for me, when I'm growing up and seeing John Brady in the Final Four, that's what I remember. You know, now, I remember a lot of good times, too. Don't get, don't get me wrong. And Will Wade did bring some of that back. But I would have rathered not go into any NCAA tournament and, set a, and not face what we're facing right now than to face what, right, what we're going through right now than to, to make deep pushes into the NCAA tournament. Because a With lack of this, institutional and, control and, is, not a, is not a game. Everybody no, thinks it's that the, the NCAA is a thing joke and all what this kind of, kind of stuff. What kind of penalty what, do you uh, foresee? Well... I, I do think Jordy, they're going to make an example out of Will Wade. I fully, I, I, I fully believe that. I do too. And so, if if he gets a five year show call, 
See, the, here's the thing about LSU basketball that I think that maybe the basketball team may be okay, maybe because they're going to hit Will Wade with a lot of these sanctions and maybe not the basketball team. But from an LSU perspective, I think you might, you're going to get a postseason ban. I, I don't know, you know how many scholarships you get reduced, but I think you're going to get re, uh, a scholarship reduction. And I think, Jordy, I fully believe in my heart that at minimum, at minimum, Will Wade is going to get a three-year show cause. And, that, and that's me being light. I can fully see that right now. Because I don't think that – because, Jordy, here, here's the problem that Will Wade faces right now. They have severe proof of, about what he did. Jordy, so much so that they have a bank records, a, a routing and account numbers from when he was paying uh, individuals to – I'm quoting in the text message – to never say anything about the investigation again. Right. He, he's in trouble, he's Jordan. Gonna he's going to he's gonna get more than a three-year. Um, he, he's going to get a five-year. I think he's untouchable. I think a lot of people owe apologies to Dick Vitale uh, because the, the the rabid fan base around here persecuted him. And uh, no one's more connected in college basketball than, than my friend Dick Vitale. Um, so shame on all those people that were throwing stones at him. Um, but I understand it. Fans, fanatics, I understand all that. But he's going to get more than the three he's going to get a five-year show cause i think he's got to go become an assistant in the nba or become a scout in the nba just to stay in the game and see what happens down the road because he's a good coach. he's a very good coach there's no ifs ands or buts about it he's a very good friend no doubt. but my god if you're going to do it learn how to do it the right way don't be so don't be so just brazen about things right and, and you know jordy i'll i'll admit that the Dick Vitale thing, I, and I told Dick this when we, me and him went back for uh, back and forth, and, and I'm happy for Dick about the cancer thing too. As someone who's had family members that's gone through it, I, I, I can't be more happy for him. I, I think for the only thing for me was is when they talked about Javante Smart, and that was the only player that they talked about. You know, then the and I think that was what the fan base was wondering about. But I, you're so right. You know, I came out and said, you know, look, Pat Forty as well. Now, I still think Pat Forty's doing some things that seem to be a little bit shady on what he's calling LSU fans and, and things like that. Now, if you want to call out the media, that's what the media is there for. You both, we, we're all grown, you know, individuals here. We can make our bed with the one, or we can, we can land the bed that opinion. we made. So I, I can understand that. But I agree with you, Jordy. I mean, a five year, I'm just trying to be uh, uh, <laughs> as liberal as I can. On a three-year show calls, I think the only way he gets back into basketball is high school and or. But I, but see, Jordy, here's the thing: I wonder if he can even get back in high school basketball at this point. Now, our brows NBA in, baby was in there. NBA or know, G I, I League mean, or something like that. I promise you, NBA G League, right. something like that. Let me ask you this question: right. What happens to the football program, uh, Jordy? I think from what from what I've been told is that. The reason that the NCAA put in the notice of allegations that they were uh, glad and accepted, if you read very carefully, glad and accepted what LSU did in the self uh, uh, the postseason ban in 2020 and the scholarship reductions, and I don't I don't know, and because Jordy they did also did seven. I went back and counted. Seven uh, self-imposed recruiting dead periods 
And so I, that's, a, that's extremely significant, Jordan, like extremely. And you and I both know this, seven. That, yeah. that, when you do something like that at long lengths of time, and then you and then you talk to recruits and they're telling you, well, hey, I hadn't spoken to Coach O in about three weeks, four weeks, and you're wondering why when the man's always on the phone, it's for things like that. So I don't know how much LSU football is going to be uh, hit with this. Now, I have a, a bit of a theory. Some people say I'm crazy. But if you remember about a month ago, William, uh, LSU President William Tate IV, along with Scott Woodward, made an announcement at Our Lady of the Lake Hospital that they were giving over $200 million to the hospital, 65 of that going to the LSU Athletics. And what I feel is if when you do something like that and then a notice of allegations comes when it comes, only a couple weeks after that, I think that they knew what was coming and the NCAA told them some, some things that they could do and William Tate had, wanting LSU Athletics to succeed they went ahead and did what they had to do and maybe some type of restitution. Now, that's a theory I have, Jordy. I can't prove that right now. Makes but you sense. best darn well believe that I'm out here trying to prove is there any kind of connection there. Because, Jordy, there's so many hospitals. LSU's got a partnership with Brock, uh, with Brock for their athletic department. So why aren't you doing anything with Brock? Why are you using all the money for the research for Our Lady of the Lake? And I think with a wink and a nod, they said, look, um, we'll take care of uh, football for you, but you got to give up Will Wade and and Wade's going to fall on the sword. Um, And I I don't think there's any question LSU will do that and has done that. And uh, that's just the way it is. Well, you know, and, and, and I said this too, Jordy. I wonder even in that, if a meeting like that, I mean, what does the, NCAA, does the NCAA even need that? Now, I think that they'll show LSU some favoritism here in reference to that. I really do. Because the, the amount of money that LSU and the SEC uh, push through the NCAA baseball tournament, the money that they'll get in reference to a baseball tournament. Yeah, I mean, because, Jordy, look, the NCAA is going to get a cut of LSU makes hosts a regional and if they get to a super regional, they want their money. Let's not get it twisted at all. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think that they will maybe, just maybe, cut LSU a little bit of a slack. But I, I just want – I mean, because they got so much proof on Will Wade, which is so crazy in and of itself too, Jordy. I mean, either Will Wade was that sloppy or people turned against him. And I feel like people <laughs> – May have turned against him uh, over the last couple of years. That's just, that's from some well, things I hear. All right, we shall see. We shall see. Blake Rafino, the Are You Serious podcast came in hot today, man. I like it, man. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your week, and we got some hoops to watch. We'll see what happens. You never know. You never. Hey, know. I think. Hey, Jordy, I'm going to throw this out there right now. That we're going to bring out our bracket Wednesday. If LSU gets to Wisconsin, I think Tari Eason's an athletic mismatch. It's going to be a fun game if they get there. Got it, brother. Thank you very much. That's uh, Blake Rafino, the RU Serious Podcast. Take care, man. We'll take our final time out of the day. Uh, some birthday wishes, and we'll set up for tomorrow. This is the Jordy Heltberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. And we are back. Um, again, 
Um, four coaches in the SEC fired. Tom Crean on Thursday. Quanzo Martin on Friday. Will Wade on Saturday. Ben Howland, uh, Mississippi State on Sunday. So um, there you go. The SEC. Uh, it just means more. Wow. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what kind of penalties are levied whenever that happens. LSU has a month to respond, then the NCAA can respond, then it goes in front of this committee, and there's no appealing the final ruling on it. If today is your birthday, March 14th, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. Let's see. Uh, Quincy Jones, man, how many stars has he put out? Uh, Quincy's 89 years old today. Billy Chris the comedian and movie star, 74 years old today. Simone Biles is celebrating a birthday. The gymnast, she's 25 and the greatest shooter I've ever seen. Steph Curry is 34 years old today. Special thanks to Glenn West, Bill Frankes, Ross Jackson, Shelby Mass, Madeline Adams, Blake Rafino, and you. Thank you all so much for listening and to our partners that make it possible each and every day. Come on back tomorrow, same time, 2 to 4, same great stations, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, um, and we'll uh, we'll knock it around the park a little bit. So until then, I am Jordy Heltberg. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends, and by all means, Let's all be happy, my friends. So long, everybody. 